DX Talk, a podcast brought to you by Magnolia. Welcome to this episode of the DX Talk with Peter van Dirmen, whom I had the chance to meet on my recent trip to Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. Peter is president of the PICO Group, which is a digital consulting and software development agency. PICO also helped Magnolia build our development team in Vietnam, which is operable since uh, just a little over three years. For technical reasons, we had to re-record my part of the talk, but the course of the interview remains unaltered, of course. So, Peter, first of all, thank you for having me. So, I'd like to ask you, can you please explain to us how the business model of PICO Group actually works? Sure. So, BOT stands for Build, Operate, Transfer. What we do is we help our clients set up and bootstrap teams and a full development center here in Vietnam. And we do that in three phases. The first being the build phase, whereby we actually leveraged our pool of employees here at Piker Group to create the core uh, team that will actually be uh, manning that new, uh, that new entity. At the same time, in parallel, we actually create a new legal entity in Vietnam. And uh, later on, once that entity is actually set up, we will move those staff to that new legal entity which allows actually the, 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 our clients to immediately be operational because we don't have to wait until that new entity is set up. Then there's the operate phase where actually we help our clients operate the operations of the company here in Vietnam for normally at least three years. And we do that by staffing the company with HR, finance, and also admin staff to make sure that actually it's a fully autonomous company. Then comes the T for transfer at the very end. And uh, what we make sure is that, as I said, company is autonomous. So if you want to move from that OPEX to a CAPEX, the key is on the door. Why has Vietnam become such a hot spot? Why is it such an attractive place for the IT workforce? I think there are, there are three things here. I think first is that there have always been very good university in Vietnam. And there's a lot of very good talent that comes out of those universities. Uh, HackerRank, which is a company that helps actually set up uh, tests, online tests to actually uh, rate the level of your employees and your candidates. Uh, did the global ranking uh, 2016, if I'm not mistaken, and actually uh, the University of Sign Hope Chi Minh City ended up third in front of Berkeley. So that really means that we have access to top talent here in Vietnam. I think that's important as well because it's, uh, it's a global war on talent, so to say. So uh, it's good that people know if they come to Vietnam that they have access to not only cheap uh, <laughs> employees because often There's a, there's a bad part about Vietnam. People see it as a pure outsourcing place. Uh, but that's something that at PICO we've been trying to change over time to make sure that actually uh, people work here on product development as well. And that's what attracts companies like Magnolia and others to come here and make sure that actually their teams are also able to, to help them on, on building great products. Uh, I think also there's a lot of people obviously living in Vietnam. That means also a lot of people coming out of these universities. And uh, that's important as well. So that also means that every year there's uh, probably about 50,000 new developers that come out of those universities here in Ho Chi Minh and also in, uh, in, in Hanoi. And uh, that's also one of the, the, the reasons why they come here. I think the level of English is quite good as well. Maybe not as good as Hong Kong or the Philippines or other places or India. But it's, uh, it's a thing that they actually have been improving over time. And uh, so there's not so much of a barrier in cultural uh, language and cultural barrier there. Yeah. So the culture is something that seems very, I mean, that merges quite well, I have the feeling. It does. I think it also comes historically from the time that they spent uh, French people, obviously, that were, uh, that were in Vietnam for a long time. And, and I think so they, culturally, they're quite close to, uh, to, to more Western 
societies and economies that uh, China might be or the other countries in the region are. So you don't perceive Pico as an outsourcing company, you just said, because you integrate those teams in, other, in, in their parent companies. So uh, can you say what the advantage is in the case of Magnolia to have these distributed software development teams with offices in Vietnam and Switzerland and others? I, I think one of the reasons why those clients come to see us is mainly to, to, for us to help them build their digital teams. That's, the, that's one of the things we do at Pico, except we also build projects for the companies and other clients, but we help them build their teams as well. And I think one of the reasons why people come to see us is because we're able to help them scale those teams rapidly. Often companies like Magnolia have a, a great roadmap, uh, but they have a hard time finding that talent at home. So they need help for companies like ourselves to actually build those teams in Vietnam and help them actually uh, get to market faster. Can you shed some light um, on the story of Pico and Magnolia? How did this come about? Sure. Uh, we, uh, I think we first met a couple, uh, it was about four years ago. Pascal uh, came to visit us here in Vietnam through a company that we've been working with that was at Perto from, from Berlin. Uh, he was, I think, quite impressed with what we had set up here, and we discussed about the possibility for them to have a dedicated team here in Vietnam. And later on, we moved into a BOT. Back in the days, uh, Magnolia had also a, a team in China. Uh, I believe that it didn't work as well as what they, 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 we did here, uh, because I and I know that they're quite happy of the, the outcome now that the company has been transferred. So that's how we actually started working together. Uh, it lasted a few months, discussions first, come and visit, make sure it actually was well understood also from the, from the team in, in Switzerland. Because obviously, uh, again, uh, it's a big change when you need to start to work with a remote team. And that it had to be explained and also making sure that uh, they understood that the team could be quite autonomous here and where it's not going to be a drag only on the, on the work that was being done in Basel. So that's uh, how it all started. And then we grew the team, core team, as I was explaining, the seed came from Pico and then we, we hired uh, other team members with the help and also obviously the, the, the final say was with Magnolia for all the new members that joined the team later on. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more in detail how the recruitment of the IT workforce actually works? Sure, so well, I'm going to repeat myself, but what we do, the first thing, the important part is the core team, obviously, because we want to build around people that we actually can trust and that we can vouch for. So those are members and employees of PICO, which whom we've worked for a long time. And we ask them whether they're interested to join a BOT and later on obviously become employees of Magnolia or other clients. Uh, sorry to interrupt. So some of the Vietnam team members used to be... Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the core team, the very first members, usually they come from PICO. And uh, what it allows us to do is indeed uh, vouch for them and help them also build the culture around, uh, around that team. And uh, what we do after that is obviously we have a big recruiting team here that helps finding the new recruits. And then they're also being interviewed by Magnolia and they go through the Magnolia process as well to make sure that they're up to par with the other developers in Basel or elsewhere. And then they join the team. And later on, once the BOT is set up, uh, a few months later, once we have the legal set up, the new legal set up, then the people move from our payroll directly and they move into that new company, which is the one that will be transferred down the line. Right. Um, what are the bigger challenges that you face in terms of culture or in terms of... Um... Yeah, there's a little bit of a, there's always going to be a little bit of a cultural gap, obviously, that needs to be bridged at the beginning. And I think that's something that we do very well. Uh, we've been in Vietnam for 20 years. We understand the developers here, the culture, uh, what is different, uh, what is better, what is maybe not so good. 
and uh, we, we try to mediate as well between the clients and our, the, the new employees. And it's important to, to, to build that culture uh, and that new team, also make them feel from the beginning that they're part of uh, Magnolia or, or our other clients before they actually, before they even feel being uh, employees of Pico Group. If you go now with uh, the other BOTs that we are running right now, not Magnolia, it's been transferred, but the other ones, then you ask them for whom they're working, they're gonna see Ansarada, Atlassian, or Message Media. Uh, before they actually feel like they're, they're still employees of Pico Group and they know that, but they already feel like they're working and part of that new team. And I think that's important from the beginning. There's a little bit of a, of a language barrier sometimes because uh, even though the English level is quite good, it's not the best still. So what we have also internally, we have uh, full-time English teachers that help them actually get classes, English classes during working hours, that helps. And then also what is important is to have uh, onboarding if possible with company clients that come over to Vietnam and also actually have exchanges and some of the employees of Magnolia Vietnam went to Switzerland even before the transfer was done. And that's very important for them to understand the culture and also the values of the new company. Right. Would you say that in the case of Magnolia and the Vietnam team here, could it also grow to be the central hub for Asia as a market? Uh, definitely. I, I think more and more companies actually investing in Vietnam, not only for, for cheap labor or outsourcing or something like that, but to create actually a real either product development companies as Magnolia, but also sales hub for the region. I think Vietnam is a very well uh, positioned for that from a geographical standpoint as well, because it's really in the middle of uh, Southeast Asia, to be honest. Uh, people are keen also to discover new cultures, travel and all that. So I think it's, it's also quite stable uh, government that we have in Vietnam for since uh, quite a few years. They're very welcome for foreign investors to come in and invest in Vietnam. So I think altogether, uh, great staff, very good level, uh, it's a stable country as well. Uh, there's a lot of incentives for our companies to actually digital and software companies to come, in, uh, to, come to Vietnam. Uh, and that's how they created, uh, I think, this, uh, this new uh, IT and software development industry here, possibly more in Saigon and Hanoi, although it's there as well. Uh, but here it's really a very lively and, and growing hub. So one last question maybe. Where do you see it going? Are there other hotspots evolving, maybe um, even outgrowing Vietnam? Or is the future still full steam ahead here? What's your outlook? <laughs> I think it will continue growing. I think it's never going to be as big as India, obviously, but I think it's quite different as well. I think there's more of a, of a product development approach and also a digital approach in Vietnam, while a lot of those big players in India also are in a, uh, more generalists, so to say. Uh, here, I think when it comes to gaming, uh, software development, web, uh, Vietnam is definitely uh, the, the place to be now, right now and for uh, hopefully for the years to come. So Peter van Dierman, thank you very much for these interesting insights and your time. Thank you. The DX Talk. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to us via Facebook or Twitter or visit us at mgnl.io.